a few minutes before mass I just happened to check my phone and a priest friend of mine he already celebrated the vigil mass today I guess there was mass was at four and he told me that there were what do you say two priests and, and two two lay lay people so less than five people uh, at the mass and he said and he said I only gave a uh, one and a half minute homily I don't know exactly exactly why uh, but I thought yeah I guess I could do that too but you know what like the people like you, you've come here, like all the trouble to come here. Yeah, I don't want. And my reasoning was, I don't want to jip you. You know, I want to give you came here. I want to give you your money's worth. All right. So just the regular homily that I prepared today. What's going on in today's gospel? Because it seemed as if things were going well. In the beginning, we're told that the people were amazed and they spoke highly of Jesus, right? Then why all of a sudden did they become filled with fury and drive Jesus out of town? It, it even said they wanted to hurl him down the hill, right? Head first. They wanted to hurt him, right? It's a pretty severe turnaround. It's because Jesus tells them the story about the prophet Elijah and the widow, as well as the story of Elisha and Naaman the leper. I know, I know we're very familiar with uh, the Old Testament. We know exactly what these stories are about. The basic message of these stories, the basic message why Jesus is telling the people these stories, it's quite simple, actually. God's love and mercy is for everyone. Not just the Jews, but Gentiles, non-Jews. So now we see, we're beginning to see like what's happening here. Because at first the people, they thought that they could keep Jesus as one of their own and keep his good works and blessings only to themselves, only for the Jewish people. But when Jesus tells them this story of how God's love and mercy, it goes beyond the Jewish people, they realize, yeah, his love and mission, his mission of love is not just for them, it's for everyone. And then they reject him. They didn't want to follow God when God didn't do what they wanted. The people are basically being selfish here. And such an attitude, we know, is contrary to the teachings and mission of Jesus. It's contrary to who he is, for he is love. God is love. So we see today's readings... Now, they're all about love. What is love? St. Paul teaches us clearly in today's second reading. It's uh, the first letter to the Corinthians. He also tells us clearly what love isn't. 
As you know, there are different words for love in the Greek language. But Paul specifically, he's talking about agape love. In Latin, it's translated as caritas, right? As, as charity. So he has this definition of love. Love is patient, love is kind. It's not jealous, it's not pompous, it's not inflated, and on and on. We're familiar. We're familiar with, with this like, second reading, with this teaching of St. Paul. Uh, you know, when we go to weddings, attend weddings, you know, it's, it's, probably, it's probably one of the most popular readings. Also, you know, we see it quite often, I think, in TV, the movies. But here's something interesting that you might not have noticed. When Paul is describing love, defining love here, he uses both, uh, at least in our English translation, it's both described as uh, an adjective and a verb. But Paul, like in the original Greek, he's using not adjectives, but just verbs to define this love, this agape love. I think there's a tendency uh, in, our, in our time, in our society, to understand love as a feeling, as in an emotion. But St. Paul is, very, is being very clear here that love is an action. You know, love chooses to do certain things and chooses not to do certain things. So, like, with this in mind, let's go back to the reading. Love is patient. Love is kind. The more literal translation, what, what St. Paul meant would be, love does patience. It, it kind of doesn't, doesn't make sense. That's probably why they translated the way that they did. Um, but love does kindness. Uh, are you understanding the point I'm trying to get across? It, love for St. Paul is primarily a verb. It's an action. Here's the big question for us disciples uh, this Sunday. Am I living a life of authentic love, of agape, of charity? Am I living a life in Christ? Here's a spiritual exercise uh, that we can do. With this second reading that we have, and, you know, it's great that we have in our bulletins the second reading. Uh, you know, you could, you take it home and, you know, sometime, maybe later tonight, tomorrow, this week, like, try this exercise, this spiritual exercise. Substitute love with yourself. So, I ask myself, Leo, am I doing patient, patience? Am I, am I kind? Am I not jealous, not pompous, not inflated, not rude? 
Because sometimes, you know, when we go, before we go to confession, we do an examination of conscience, right? And we could do it based on the Ten Commandments. And we could think to ourselves, oh, I'm doing a pretty good job. I'm, I'm pretty good. I haven't murdered anyone. I haven't committed adultery. But then what about an examination of conscience based on these verses, St. Paul's letter to the Corinthians? Have I been patient, kind? You know, all these things, not rude. Of course, uh, we can't, or at least I think, can't talk about love without talking about uh, one of my heroes, St. Thomas Aquinas, whose feast day uh, we celebrated in the church yesterday. You know, the definition of love that we have, it, it comes from St. Thomas, who said that love is willing the good of the other. So again, it's consistent with, you know, what we're talking about here, St. Paul, how he's defining love. It's not solely an emotion, a feeling, although it could, that could be a part of it, right? It's something else. It's, it's willing the good of the other. St. Thomas also, he was one of the great thinkers and writers, theologians, on the Eucharist. He had a great love and devotion to the Eucharist, uh, this sacrament of charity. It, he literally wrote, wrote the book on the Eucharist. Not only are today's readings about love, but this Mass, you know, for what we've gathered here for, is about love. It's about God's love for you and me god wills our good he loves us so he wills our good so he gives us what we need to be good himself in the eucharist one of my favorite stories of saint thomas aquinas is so we're told this because there's a, a dominican friar who kind of walked into the chapel as uh, St. Thomas was praying and this was when St. Thomas like after he wrote a treatise a treatise on, on the Eucharist and you know Thomas was in um, levitation or you know we know that some saints have this gift and, and this friar his brother friar he heard a voice uh, coming from the crucifix speaking to St. Thomas and said Thomas, you have written well of me. What will you have as your reward? St. Thomas responded, Nothing but you, Lord. Yeah, I don't think there is a, is a better response to that question. I think this response... Yeah, it, it would do us much good to, to make it our own. Like when God asks us, you know, you're, you're a good disciple. You know, you, I, you are good in practicing your faith. What do you want as your reward? And our response, 
nothing but you, O Lord. God responds in love to that deep desire of our hearts, of our souls, of wanting nothing else but him and him alone. And he does that in this Mass with the Eucharist, his body and blood. 